Your Uber service is evolving. And Adam Carolla settles with a patent troll. All that and more. Tech 411 starts now. Your personal guide to everything tech. Tech 411. Tech 411 with Oscar Santana and Todd Moore. Hey, now I'm Oscar Santana, and this is Tech 411. This is episode 122. Before we get started, I want to remind you that our friend Todd's Compulsive game has been featured by Apple. Compulsive 3.0 is in stores now. If you've got an iOS device, all you have to do is update it. You can dust off tiles, clean colors away, and organize the board however you want for 10 seconds. Some new features there from our friend Tomo. With three game modes, multiplayer, and new power-ups, what's not to like? Apple featured Compulsive 3.0, as I mentioned, in the best new game on iTunes section. The LA Times says, if Ellsworth Kelly designed a video game, it would look like TMSoft's Compulsive. Who's Ellsworth Kelly? I don't know, but he's famous. That means Todd's game is famous. Everyone, please download and update your five-star review. That means if you've reviewed in the past, you have to update that because it's Compulsive 3.0. And if you give it a nice five-star review, write something kind about the game that helps our friend Tomo out. It's a free download. It's a lot of fun. Remember, those five stars would mean the world to Todd. It's Compulsive 3.0 by TMSoft. All right, Todd, now that that shameless plug is out of the way, your app is on the front page of iTunes. What happens now? I don't know what's going to happen, if anything, but it's one of those things where when you're an app developer, it's really the best pat on the back you can get for kind of doing a job well done, right? I remember when we were in... um, you know what's so strange about this? Just a jog my memory when we were in New York City. You were kind enough to let me tag along. Yeah. For was it a game developers yeah, it was conference? A developers conference. Yeah. And what was what's cool about this? And not to get too inside, you get to show your your games or whatever wares you have to the the cream of the crop. Um, kind of developers and, and QC, depending on what you're trying to get accomplished. And Todd had shown Compulsive, not 3.0. Was it 1.0 It was then? probably still, yeah, it was 1. still 0. like version 1 days. Version yeah. 1 to one of the developers. And they had mentioned certain things that they would have liked to see within the game. Yeah. Like levels, yeah. achievements. And that's one of the best things that Apple and even Google do is you can meet with an engineer and they'll review your app for like 10 minutes and they'll just tell you everything that's wrong with it. They'll tear it apart and say, no, don't do this. This button's too small. I don't understand this layout. There needs to be an onboarding process. It was really good stuff. And so they gave me a list of 10, 20 things to do. And I went and did them. And then I wrote them back and I said, I did all the things, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, remember that convo? (laughs) You can feature me now. And that never happened. So that that kind of sucks, but, but it was a step in the right direction. Step in the right direction, and it's good to to talk to the folks that actually pick the features because you cool. know what they're they're you know looking for. Pretty damn cool. Well, congratulations Thank if you. you're out there and you're part of the more broadcasting tech for one family. Do us a favor, uh, download Compulsive 3.0 or update, but more importantly, give it a nice review, five stars. Write something nice about uh, about Compulsive, TMSoft, about the show. Tell them the show sent you. Show them the power of Tech 411, uh, but more importantly, five stars, a nice review. So check that out. Uh, so much news to get to. We haven't been around in a little bit. Uh, happy a little week. bit, more like a month. Almost a month, but you know, I was in Los Angeles. Yeah, uh, you were in, in Hong Kong. What? No, I was Playing wasn't. ping pong and ding dang. <laughs> uh, so now that we're back. I, I just, we're back? We're back, but Now yes. that you're back. Uh, now that I'm back, um, I want to jump into some of the biggest news. We have a love affair uh, with uh, Uber, and they are evolving. You mentioned something right before the show. I said, I want to hear it on air. I have something to share with you. Uh, they're fighting all these local m- municipalities 
and continue to fight that good fight to offer the services we like, like UberX and just your regular Uber Black and Uber SUV, but truly a disruptor out there as far as, um, you know, transportation is concerned or public transportation. You mentioned something about goods and deliveries. Yeah. So they're trying something new and they're going to be delivering things to you. You'll be able to order stuff like that you would be able to find at, at your grocery store. Not like groceries, but like a pharmacy or something like that. Okay. Small things like you need a toothbrush. Uh, do you need um, allergy medicine, diapers? Oh, my God. Uh, there's like a hundred different items that they can deliver to you. And what was interesting is they said it'll get to you within 10 minutes. No. And, yeah, yeah. Pretty cool. It's called Corner Store. And if you're in D.C. area, which you probably are if you're listening to this show, um, you should try it out. It's in the Uber app. I just saw it across the street. There was a guy, an Uber car, double parked, grabbed something, ran back out, and then there's another guy back and did the same thing as I was getting out of the what? car and coming in. And I was like, what are they doing? I, would think- I thought they were just catching a quick drink. <laughs> I'm guessing they already have this stuff. It's a limited menu. It's got to be in their cars, right? Yeah, I would think yeah. it's in the trunk of their car. Maybe and, he was and- stocking up. Maybe. I did this bit when I was young. I would buy the racks of Bubblicious. And then I would piece each one of them out for like 50 cents a quarter. And you can make a killing if you're in sixth grade and everybody's rolling around with the change. Now, I got in a situation with a bully. I remember this, uh, where he stole all my bubblicious. But that's supply and demand. You know, you, you put a price on it. How much does a toothbrush cost these days? Yeah, I don't know how much they're going to charge Order a you. toothbrush right now. I'll put it on the company. Oh, really? Yeah, take You'll care put of it. it on the we, don't, we don't have a company's account, but uh, I'll, how about this? I'll IOU. Just, just see what happens. See <laughs> what it see costs. What happens? See what happens. All right. Okay. okay. Here we go. I, I haven't what, tried what else this, is there? Wait, let's order something we could enjoy. I just um, brushed my teeth, so I don't need that. And I'm sure you're nice and fresh. No, I just had a coffee. I could totally use Okay, a you can use a toothbrush. We're hitting the town I know. This, I did go the through the list, and yeah. it seemed like they had uh, a lot of cold medicine. Oh. You know? That's a CDC situation right there. And then if they, you're delivering to the sick, right? We, then their driver gets sick, and then and then how's he going to deliver? He's got the sniffles. I'm, I'm having a hard time finding this app, but uh, there it is. Okay. So another thing I thought was funny is they they actually have like uh, condoms. Yeah. Oh, like a hotel, but only one. One. So condom. if you're if you're a guy. You just or I guess. girl, hey man, it's 2014. It's, get, <laughs> it's getting it's getting hot and heavy. You're dicey on this guy you're with, or girl, or you know whatever your proclivity is, and you sit. Oh no! Look what it says. What? No corner store available. Oh no! Maybe they it's don't, this area. Yeah, they don't deliver these shady parts. Oh man! Oh, well, regardless, the concept is solid. My mind is blown. That one. If I'm being really honest, like you don't want to roll them dice with you don't have a condom. But if you can just press a button, someone will bring them to you. Right. You know, hey, you have no excuse. Yeah. No, especially these days, the way people. I couldn't and imagine. You probably being don't even right know now. where you are. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's nice that it's GPS. GPS. Yeah. Uh, toothbrush, cold medicine. You can't get out of the house. You can't get in the cab. Hey, I'm in some alley. <laughs> no, no, no. I you remember those days, don't oh, you? Oh no, in the alley, please. <laughs> No, but I think that's important if it works out good for them. I was when you mentioned a new Uber service, I thought you were gonna talk about Uber Pool and you didn't know about Uber no, Pool. Tell me about it. Uber Pool is the poor man's Uber, and everyone said that was Uber X. It's not. And using the word poor is probably not Uber the best X way. got cheaper though. Did you know that? Uber X rules. Uber X got cheaper and regular Uber got more expensive. A little more expensive. Yep. I used Uber X. Do you know why? I don't know why. Because um, Uber X drivers were making more money than the regular. Well, they were Uber. getting more rides, I imagine. Yeah, when I was in San Francisco, yeah. a guy was going to sell his limo. 
My driver's yeah. like, I'm going to sell this limo and just get a Camry. They make so much more money. Oh, my God. I could see that. If you're making less, it probably was tough for the guys who were just being regular Uber drivers for that to have that type of competition out there. No, I didn't know that. That's interesting that you, you mentioned that. Speaking of that, Uber Pool is in the same vein. Now, this may affect the UberX drivers or even... Oh, it's like carpool? The, the regular Uber drivers. It's a carpool? Yes. Yeah, so if I'm trying to get from here, for example, Washington, D.C. we were going to go swim laps or something. No, to Manassas... And I wanted to take an Uber service. If I used Uber Pool, it may take me a little longer than that because we'd have two or three stops, but we would share that fare with two or three people that were already going yeah. to that location. It'd be like the super shuttle. Yeah, it's a super shuttle to the airport. Uh, and they probably have around the nation, you just stop, stop, stop. But they said it's more convenient than a super shuttle because someone made that analogy simply because you're being, you're, you're the way that you're picking people up is GPS based, everything is, and you actually have a real time tracking of when you're gonna get to your destination. Now, they've uh, rolled it out in limited markets. Some of the hesitation from the initial users is getting in a car with a stranger, but I would say, how many times have you gotten in a car with a stranger? We all have once or twice, especially if you're getting in a cab, right? Well, you do it every time. You get UberX, you get in a car with a stranger. The guy's driving. We don't know who he is. Yeah. The company does, true. And then, two, if you aren't in a hurry, Apparently, the rides can be up to 60% cheaper. So you're paying 60. 40% because the price is almost the same. You're splitting it up between three or four people, depending on where you're going. Yeah. When are they going to come out with Uber Bus, where you get the share of 50% Probably going to happen. But Uber Pool, is that something you would do, Todd Moore? Um, I definitely would do Uber Corner Store if I was sick and nobody's done and I didn't want to get in my car and drive. Yes, I, I totally agree with that. Yeah, that's huge. How many times have you had a cold and you're like, I'm not leaving uh, the house? I don't want to go anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that's why yes. they have so many different cold or medicines. Or if right? you're in a precarious situation with a girl you're not too sure about, I definitely would use it then. But I'm in a loving relationship, so I don't need it. Well, yeah. hopefully. All right. You know what I'm saying. I do know sort of what you're saying. Uh, <laughs> would you use the pool service? Because I got to be honest with you, I think UberX is uh, cheap enough. Like, do I really need half off of that price? And then uh, uh, the ride will obviously take longer because who knows who, uh, you know, what do they got to drop three guys off before you? That kind of thing. It all, but see, you're in a different place. You're an established businessman that owns his own company. If I am Johnny, 21-year-old, and I'm going out to Adams Morgan from D.C., which is kind of a nightlife place around here in D.C. And nightlife place? Oh, yeah. What do they call it these days? I feel so old. So old. They've got a bunch of clubs <laughs> Those and Those young whippersnappers out there with their clubs. Well, they've got an a, a entire street full of bars. Uh, I spent many a new year there. I, Adams Morgan, for some reason, every time I think about it, I think of like just bad memories. Yeah. Bad decisions and bad memories. But <laughs> it's a street full of bars that's probably three or four miles from here. And if I'm going to go there and I'm 22, instead of taking a cab, I, I could get a nice car and share it with a couple people. Why not? Yeah, but you know what? The Uber X, it's cheaper than a taxi now. They just said they reduced the rates. It's cheaper than a taxi. No, no, I agree with that, but it could be even cheaper if you do Uber Pool. Yeah, I know. Right? Right. So if you're. Just, I think it's a great idea just to do long, long trips. Like we, uh, I guess it was me and Katie took uh, took Uber X all the way to Mike's house, where his, his former his house. His annual uh, yeah. holiday party. All the way out in Manassas. And it was very convenient. And it's like, yeah, we know we're going to drink. We can probably get a ride from someone at the party yeah. going back. And we did. But, you know, it was like, I don't know, 60, 70 bucks to mm. get out to Manassas. I think my girlfriend drove you guys back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she said Katie was singing at the top of her lungs. <laughs> And then passed out. <laughs> That's what she does. Uh, you know what? No, Tracy drove you back. Our friend Tracy. Tracy? 
Yes. 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 <laughs> Ken's wife. Yeah, Ken's wife drove you back. It's all blur, man. It's all a blur. Okay, so Uber pool. But Uber, yeah, Uber that store. would be a great. Uh, you know, if I had to go to Baltimore, or Manassas, or Jimmy's I would Old think Town Tavern. Yeah, I would definitely right? use that service. Why not? So long distance Uber pool corner yeah. store when you're sick or you're in need. Uh, very cool. Very cool. So much more going on. Oh, uh, let's get to uh, what I think you and I care uh, deeply, deeply about. And that is Adam Carolla and the patent troll lawsuit. Personal audio. Personal audio was the patent troll that sued Adam Carolla as well as some other top podcasters. It turns out that they are dismissing the case. Or Big news. Yeah. Or I guess you could say you can't say they're dismissing it, but they did settle. Okay. Uh, now, you, that you, means that Adam has settled with the patent troll. They're in a quiet period until September 30th, mm -hmm. so we don't really know the details. It's, it seems pretty obvious that Adam didn't have to pay any money uh, to the patent troll. What does settle mean, though? Does that mean that personality can continue to sue other podcasts hypothetically? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So what, what happened, I can tell you, in like my case, so Please. I settled for nothing. Right. So mm -hmm. that's the way that you. That's the way uh, mom did it. That's the way dad did it. That's, <laughs> that's the way, the way they all do, do it. it. Yeah. yeah. If they're going to walk away, they're going to make sure that you're not going to come back and sue them later. So what they did in my case is they said, look, we'll dismiss this if you agree not to sue us. And I was like, uh, well, that's not my business model, dude. Sure. Yeah. And that's all I had to sign. And, and, you know, I can't sue them or try to invalidate their patents. And that's basically what Adam probably just signed. You know, he's Why not going to have... Why not continue fighting that? He went on a public... And again, I'm not in Adam's shoes. I don't know what I would do with the, what you did as a smaller business owner. Yeah. And uh, went out of your way to continue fighting. I thought that was ballsy and that was cool of you. I, you know, if... I can only answer like what what was my decision, which yes. is probably his too. It's like there's there's no way to win. So even if you're gonna fight them, like and try to get your attorney fees and all that, yes. chances are that'll never happen. Or they'll they'll end up just just walking away after you've spent another million dollars. So it's just such a crappy situation to be in because you can't beat them, and then you know they're just holding all the game pieces. But why is now, okay. I think it's different in Adam's case when he raised a half a million dollars. Yeah, what I just say, keep keep the pedal to the metal, which I initially yeah. thought he was going to do. Now, you know, I wanted to do the same because I had a free lawyer. Yeah. Uh, so I was like, I want to keep fighting. But then my lawyer kind of talked to me out. He's like, look, they're going to they're going to say that the judge they're going to try to get the judge to say you're being. Um, oh, man, what's the, uh, the frivolous? No, rude. No, no. no, no. I'll bleep that out. <laughs> kind, kind of like um, I, I can't remember the word, but um, Un unconstitutional. No, rude. No, I remember the word. It was a weird word. It was. You mentioned it to me. I remember you told me that um, we had a conversation. I said, "What is it?" But it is kind of like being an a hole. Yeah, and an like a hole. The, the judge would basically say, "Look, why don't you just let him dismiss it?" You know, yeah. you know, You're why are you everyone's time? Yeah, why are you wait? And then, but from my point of view, it's like, wait a minute, they started it. They they're just hustled me. Yeah, they're wasting my time. You know, is so, it the judge in that little town that? Yes. Oh, East District. Did you of Texas. just quickly, without you know, getting too into it, explain where the they, these places have set up shop. Yeah, they ever, all these patent trolls set up shop in the, the eastern district of Texas. A real small town. It's where a lot of patent litigation is going because they're very pro-patent holders. And so, you know, that's where everyone gets sued. And, you know, these cases can run through that course. It's a small town, so there's not a lot going on there except patents. And most of the people that if you go to a jury... 
or most of the people that are employed to that town, its economy is run by these businesses. Oh yeah, it's like they're, they're making yeah, they're making bank yes. right off of this system. Yeah. So, and then shell companies. So you go to this town, you'll see an empty office building with all these different shell companies having a little mail drop box and a mm-hmm. door, but no one's there. Like, no one. It's just empty. It's an empty yeah. building of shell, cor- literally shell corporations. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's where they, that's why they say, can say, I'm suing you in the Eastern District of uh, Texas. That's why they can do that. And that's why they all do that pretty much. So anyway, getting back, uh, the EFF typed up a, a kind of an article explaining all this. Of course, the EFF is still challenging their patents. Mm-hmm. So we, we're going to hopefully hear something on that this year. And it probably will go to court, um, I think, June of next year. So the fight's not done in terms of personal audio, but Adam's fight is over. It's so done. his personal battle's over. The war is not over. The war's not over, but okay. Adam has settled. I think it's a little strange that he was able to raise all this money and then he decided to settle. Uh, is, how is he going to pay it back? I think that some is of these- he going to pay it back? I don't know. But right now we don't know. No one's talking. That he has Adam has signed that he will not talk about until September. A gag 30th. order. That's what yes. we call in the business. And. We we believe that's because Personal Audio is suing NBC, CBS, and Fox, and they want to make sure that they can get as much money out of that as possible. So maybe that's why they, they did that with Adam. What's the contention that Personal Audio, and this is this is printed, so I'm not making this up, alleges that the podcast industry doesn't <laughs> make enough money? Yeah, so Personal Audio, and it's just like with my patent troll that went around suing all these app developers. Well, he, he came after you because you went out after them in the press and called them out. Well, that was this show I called yeah, them yeah, out yeah. on, and so... This show! <laughs> you may get it once a month now, but this show has some juice! Yeah, patent trolls are listening. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, in my case, and all these other app developers, they got sued, and then they go, we want 1% of all your in-app purchases, and I said, uh, sure. Sure, it's forty dollars. You yeah, here's forty how, bucks. Man. How do you want that? Yeah, get it, get an Uber ride. <laughs> and then they go, oh, oh man, this isn't worth it. And that's exactly what they did with the podcasting industry because they're not asking for all of his profits. They're asking for like a, a percentage, percentage yes. a small percentage. And even though Adam may be that making, could break you though. A small percentage could break you. Well, it, it, it can and it will. If, How many guys do you know that get shook down and just pay the 50K, 100K a year just because they're scared? Oh, it's worse than that. These guys settle even when there's zero revenue and they go, okay, I'll give you a 1% of all future earnings. That's not something you want to have on your books. No. At all. No. You know, what if you turn this company into a very successful, now they're just going to be making tons of money. And when you do settle with the troll, more trolls line up and it yeah. keeps happening over and over it's and a hit over. List. So it's good to, to at least put up an initial fight because if Adam were to roll over right away, we, there would probably be other, um, yeah, more broadcasting. Trolls. Hit their, everybody would be hit and then come after us. I'm happy. And, and on a personal note, and thank you for bringing that story. I'm, up, I'm happy that they did do yeah, discovery yeah. and they said, it's not worth our time to sue podcasters. So I yeah. believe this show is safe. Michael Mayer's show is safe. I'm happy too. I, and, so that's good for podcasting. And we've kept a low profile, and I personally have kept a low profile about podcasting. Not necessarily <laughs> because, or just talked what about it too much. What do you mean by much. that? I mean, I've never gone, I've been asked to go and talk at certain places about it. We've been asked to do certain functions 
that are dedicated to uh, like podcasting festivals and we never really went and did them mm-hmm. not because we didn't want to it's because we didn't want attention brought on us from these trolls and as far as people coming after we had to see how this all played out why would you go out of your way to uh, shout from the mountaintops that you're a podcaster and you know you're actually putting food on the table for your family yeah if this is out there no and in in many ways that's why doesn't that, in your case, these trolls stifle a lot of people, they're almost just beat down and scared to talk about what they do because they're happy yes. with what they're doing. But I mean, imagine the way that if we got a chance to go out now, or the people that are going to go do that and aren't going to be scared to talk about what they do for a living. Imagine the business and industry that they can inspire. Here's what a patent troll does. They just kind of sit back in their, their comfy chairs and they go, who are we going to sue next? And then... Uh, what happens is Oscar Santana gets up and starts talking about how successful the Michael Mara show is and the secrets to my success. Yes. And yes, you probably Boom. will become a target yep. and sued. Um, one of the things, uh, and, and that seriously, I mean, Adam getting up and saying we're the, you know, world record. We yeah, have the most downloads. Jimmy alive. You know, he's out there saying and every magazine, he's got a publicist, he's got everything. Yeah. So they're, of course they're going to target him, you know? Yeah. And so, uh, as an app developer, I, I'm nervous to talk about how, whenever I do an interview with, with the press now and they ask me how much money are you making? I go, I ain't telling you that. Yeah. There's no way I want that printed in no, any no, newspaper. You know? No, well, I'd like to, I'd like to say what we're making because we're not making a lot. So people feel bad for us and they actually start bringing some dollars. Yeah. But that you could should be... just be like, we're not making anything. <laughs> yeah. This is basically a charitable organization. <laughs> that, hey, let's do, a, what is it? Uh, not the ice bucket challenge. We'll do, we'll, we'll <laughs> do, how about you take all your audio devices, like your uh, mini disc players and your Walkmans, and then throw them into the fire? Because that's basically <laughs> what's happening here. But I see where you're coming from because in the software world, it's different. In the software world, you could get you could build a title that you don't know it's, is going to be great, and if yeah. it becomes massive, but it's the not scale, different. Think about the think about iTunes. They have the top hundred podcasts, just like apps. There's the top hundred apps. So uh, patent trolls went after the top hundred app developers, and they went after the top hundred you know podcasts. And that's the thing is like even if you don't speak or do anything, yes, they're still going to see still that, a record there. That Billboard top list. Still I, I used out to there. always say the day that uh, more broadcasting gets sued or the Bode Network or Big O and Dukes, mm-hmm. I, and I said this on Big O and Dukes, I said we get a letter, uh, we're shutting our doors. Because there's nobody that's going to, we don't have the money or the resources to fight. There's nothing. No, you there's don't. nothing to do. Yeah. Well, you, you can settle. Yeah, or, but I mean, we don't have the money to settle. Or you can go bankrupt to, uh, well, no, you, they can, you could just give them 1% of your earnings for the rest of your life for I, no reason. You know, yeah, this it's, doesn't it's seem just right. frivolous BS. Doesn't right? seem right. It doesn't seem right. But I'm happy that this has come to terms. I don't know what this is going to mean, and you're, and you're right, Todd. We're not going to know until the end of uh, September of what this means for everyone no, else. This, this it's a victory, I guess, for, for podcasters, Adam, and it's somewhat of a victory for podcasters. That's this, fair. This problem isn't going away, and unfortunately, as hard as I've worked over the last two years, nothing in this country has changed. Uh, There's all these great bills that would have fixed this issue of mm-hmm. patent trolling. None of them got passed, thanks to our completely dysfunctional Senate that we currently have. Adam stopped by, and he has an episode that's chronicled on his show. Adam Carolla stopped by? Yeah, Adam Carolla. He stopped by the Senate, walked into different offices, and he talks about it on a show. He said, I felt like I was going to go do something important, and then they brought out some assistant, and I met some guys, and I felt like nobody understood what I was talking about. Yeah. And then some guy said, yes, 
I'm paraphrasing here. I get it. You know, we're concerned. We understand what's happening. Mm-hmm. And he said he was on his way down to Richmond in the car, and he get to get a call, and he finds out that the the patent litigation died. Yeah. And he goes. He finds out after he talks to them in D.C. Yeah. He's driving down to Richmond for his book tour or whatever he's doing, and then he gets a call and says, "Hey, man, that patent litigation we talked about. You just talked about three hours ago before the vote. It's over." I know. I was uh, I was on a panel talking about it, and the patent trolls were in the room sweating. I'm serious. Literally the sweating. Patent trolls had planted people in the audience to ask. M- ridiculous questions and i was just shaking my head and laughing at them yeah and it was you know they the one good thing is i know patent trolls spend a lot of money especially intellectual ventures to stop all those bills but you know they won though they won they won this year uh let's hope you know it'll be round two next year and hopefully uh we'll get some solutions i'd like to get more involved uh this next year around now that uh podcasts are off the table now I can stand up and fight. <laughs> no, no. Before I'd be meek in the corner, say, "All right, no one say anything." <laughs> no, we won't talk about how we monetize. No, I won't speak on your panel. No, I won't do the. Uh, the you know what I would do? TPS presentation. If I can give one bit of advice to all yes. podcasters out there and all small-time app developers, the one thing you should not do is publish your address. I made that mistake. Wow. I put. Uh, my mailing address on my website. Mm. I made it too easy for them mm. to serve me with a lawsuit. Mm-mm-mm. So something to think about. Okay, I'll keep that in mind. Uh, all right, so we're almost up on apps of the week, but let's talk Amazon before we get to them. You told me you're going to tell me about it. Okay, have uh, a nice little discussion. The ad game is big business, and you think that Amazon's big to do was going to be the Amazon Air with their drones, but no. Apparently, this coming out of VB News, which is a uh, VentureBeat. Yeah, VentureBeat. Thank you. Look at you. The cover says Amazon's new ad network has a secret weapon against Google AdWords. They have shopping data. Oh yeah. And this- let's be fair. Google does sell some things through the Play Store. They do, but I've only bought three things in the last three years. One of them happens it's, to be Google Glass because they yeah. make you buy it through the Google well, there's store. That. But they do sell they sell music and they sell uh, apps and they sell movies. Well, what have you bought? Be honest. <laughs> from Google, Google Glass. Uh, I bought Google Glass. Oh, yes, I, bought a, you. I bought a Nexus Five from oh, them. Okay, okay. And Google uh, products. Yeah, but they're all good. That's all they sell is Google. But <laughs> no, you can buy anything. I download with a lot. Google Wallet. I buy, you can buy anything. You can buy, I buy anything. apps. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. All right, but no, you're right that Amazon probably has. They are the the kings of products. Well, let's talk about this. Okay. Is it better to know what people are buying? Or is it better to know what people are searching for? Let's, I'll tell you what Mark Sullivan from VentureBeat says, all right? Okay. The secret to delivering relevant ads is data, demographic, psychographic, personal data. Google has the data on what we search for. Facebook has the data on what we like and share. But Amazon's data may be the best for all the targeting ads. It has data on what we browse and buy. Can you deny that, Mr. Moore? No, I can't deny that. Okay. I mean, but it's different. I think it's different data. And I think Google, even though they don't sell consumer products like Amazon does, you probably end up still using Google to do searches. 
you know, you for those products. Well, I'll, I'll give you an example. All right, let me read this before you get into that. I think okay. this is actually going to back up what you're about to say. Mark Sullivan continues to say, that's why yesterday's revelations that Amazon is gearing up to launch its own ad network are particularly interesting to Amazon, that Amazon could offer a retailer a much wanted alternative to Facebook and Google ads. The Amazon and Amazon may prove that it's better suited than either the rivals putting ads in front of consumers that actually get clicked. Now, this is the situation here. I agree with you. When I do my shopping and I comparison shop, because Amazon, for the most part, has great prices, but I will always comparison shop. I will go to Google. Google would be my driver to find other prices. But if Amazon already knows that you buy X amount of electronics or you've perused and searched, because we've all done this, look right back onto the Amazon store or online and said, uh, maybe I'll buy this this time. And then right off, you leave it in your cart or you just, you save it for later because they have a save for later option. If they start putting bombarding me with those ads, the odds of me clicking through are higher, right? Mm-hmm. So if I am going to purchase through Amazon already and they are letting me, for example, if I'm Mangrates, because when I said this, I saw this as, well, maybe Mangrates. We do Google. Maybe we could do Amazon. If Mangrates which sells through Amazon and also sells direct to the consumer, which is a grill enhancement product, if you don't know. If they decided to use Amazon's network, are they just going to continue putting those Mangrate ads in front of people that have already looked at Mangrate? So is the is the probability of them clicking through and buying higher? I would say yes. You know what I hate is when, you're, when you go and you look at a product on Amazon, yeah. and whether you buy it or not, that stupid ad follows you around the entire internet. I think that's a real. But everyone does that. But it's a. I think it's a real failure of of advertising. Uh, you know. Well, they're trying to catch you in the third or fourth. If I've already around. bought a product, you know. No, I'm talking about products I... that I've seen and not purchased. Okay, but I'm saying even when I go and purchase, mm-hmm. uh, that company is still advertising for me to buy because they don't know I've already bought. Uh... That has happened in the past. That's because Google's probably serving up the ads and you're buying from Amazon and Google doesn't know you bought it. You bought it. So, for example, I got the ATM television studio here. I I think that could be interesting. Right. Amazon's ad network could filter out people that have already bought your product. Yes. Whereas Google doesn't know that. No. That's interesting. But Google could offer you up. So basically, instead of giving you the the products you've already bought, they'll give you products you're interested in. Mm -hmm. That's the difference. Amazon, this I, is wild. what was funny is the article's like Amazon's making a new ad. Uh, they have an ad network. Yeah, they have it. Yes. I've been using it on mobile for my mobile apps for, you know, almost a year now, it seems like. How do you like it? Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah? Yeah, it's one of my top ad networks. Okay. They were paying $6 CPMs on interstitials throughout the entire month of August. That's huge. That's a, that's a pretty that's big a pretty number. That's a pretty penny. Absolutely. Yeah, that's good at least from what I know about it. Uh, I'll leave you with the last paragraph and you can you can take it for what okay. you will here. Uh, an ad network would add one more battleground on which Amazon's competing on with Google Shopping, as we talked about earlier, because Google Shopping is something that I've used in the past for a couple products. One of them, because you can actually, when you Google, it'll show you everything that Google offers through Google Shopping first, and then you can find some Amazon. They'd probably do that on purpose. What do you mean Google Shopping? So Google Shopping. Oh, is that like the old frugal? Uh, no, it's if I googled a product right now, yeah. it would show me like everybody that offers. So I could pay through Google Wallet, right? That okay. everybody's giving me that opportunity to pay through Google. Yeah, but it's showing you competing prices for products. Competing prices, but they'll show me the majority when I search 
of, of people that are taking Google Wallet, which is Google's interface, right? Yeah, nobody uses it. Nobody uses it, but you have to use it if you're buying Google Glass or anything Google. Yeah, like Google Apps or, I mean, you, uh, Play Store you apps. You can't go wrong. It's all through there. Uh, Google Shopping puts up a small fight against Amazon site. It says, the Google Shopping Express competes with Amazon's Amazon Fresh and local pickup services. I have not heard about that Oh, yet. yeah. When I was in San Francisco, I saw Google delivery vans driving Ooh, around. So you never talked about that before. Yeah, I know. But that does exist in San Francisco, at least. I've, I've never seen them here, though. Both companies now make phones, and they're currently on a price war. Uh, in the cloud storage market. Yep, that's true. And I know this because I'm building a cloud solution right now. Google dropped their prices massively and then Amazon fired right back and dropped theirs. How did you choose? Uh, I just chose Google because... The prices uh, were cheaper at the time. Uh, I just like... I really like Google's platform better. I I know everyone uses Amazon, but as a developer, I looked at Amazon. I was just overwhelmed. They give you like a thousand options, and I'm like, uh, "What do I do?" Whereas I go over to <laughs> Google, and it's like one option. You got App Engine, and then you got Cloud Storage, and I'm like, "Well, I like that. Yes. I like not having a thousand options." And I, I like not having to build a virtual machine and install all this stuff. And so Amazon has some really low-level stuff, and that's why everyone uses them. But I want a solution where I don't have to hire an engineer to just to manage, to, just to make this thing and manage it. Whereas the Google solution just seems so much simpler, and it just it, they made it so easy. Okay, that's fair. Know? Well, I'm, and if you're out there right now, you want to look at both of them. If it's easier to use, a better UI, it's the something you can handle. So the problem is, though, I put in, uh, I, I wanted to hire a cloud guy, and they're all, that Google, like, fi finding a Google cloud guy, that doesn't exist. It does not exist. So I, they're all guys that think they know cloud. No, it's all guys that know Amazon. Like, oh, everyone does Amazon. I see what you're Amazon. saying. If there's a cloud... Uh, if there's a cloud professional, almost everybody does Amazon, right? Yeah, everybody okay. does every solution out there. But Google is... Uh, Are they new to the space? I feel like they've been around for a while. They're not new to the space, but you know, Amazon has just always own, owned it. Yeah. And um, that's what people do and know. And, and But you're seeing things like Snapchat and, and other things like Secret. They're all built on the Google platform and those apps are scalable and able to handle massive amounts of traffic. So Google has a great solution, but they have a, an uphill battle because everyone pretty much standardized on Amazon. Yeah, I could totally see that. Now it's time for apps of the week. Yes, uh, you go first. Sir. I think I have a winner. Oh yeah. Uh, you know I'm a big fan of Bloomberg Television. I actually will watch it here in the bunker when I'm working after the shows. And once in a while, they have somebody on that kind of breaking new territory. And a guy caught my eye. So well, what is this guy talking about? There's an app called M Taylor. Capital M T A I L O R. And the little icon, it's like an MT, very easy to find. Brand new out of Silicon Valley. They give you uh, the shopping experience of having a tailor, tailor your shirts, tailor your suits, and they do it virtually. Todd and I ha had the opportunity to do this in China when we were in uh, Beijing. Someone had mentioned to us that, hey, whatever you do, go to the silk market and get yeah. your shirts made, get a couple suits made. I want to go back just to get more shirts. And the dollars that you would spend in China are you know much less than you would spend here in the states for a tailored shirt or tailored suit. What M Taylor's trying to do is meet you in the middle where they offer you a tailored shirt 
at half the price. Didn't you already pick this? I thought you picked a tailoring app before. No, I talked to you about it, but I never actually used oh, you it. Never did yes. Uh, we went out. I said, dude, you have to look at this app. Okay. So um, M Taylor lets you take a picture with your phone. It's a five minute process. And once you take pictures, send them back, they send you a shirt, right? You have to and, be, do you have to like not have any like shirts on when you take your phone? I think you have to, uh, to the, an undershirt and. So they're getting boxers. measurements from the photo? From the phone. And from the photo. From, from the photos, yes, from the photos. Hmm. Pretty crazy. I wonder how accurate that and, is. Well, that's the thing. They guarantee the accuracy into the point that if you have a problem, they will let you keep the shirt and they'll send you another shirt. Hmm. They will make sure you get to a place where you have the right measurements, right? Mm -hmm. And you can get a tailored shirt at half the price. So we're talking about a tailored shirt, probably $80. Get a tailored shirt for 40 bucks. And if you haven't, and you don't have to be in great shape or you don't have to be, you know, in, in, a, in a certain size. A tailored shirt for those, especially those gentlemen out there in the business world, is all the difference. Mm -hmm. Changes everything. Now, Todd, this is my first uh, tailored shirt since we came back from China. Yeah. How do you like your tailored shirt? I'm in love with mine. Oh, it's, it's incredible. Right? Yeah. You it's look, completely you different. Look, you look like a million bucks. You really do. And you won't believe it because I used to be the type of guy that Especially would, the suits. Oh, the tailored the suits, suits, suits that we bought. Different animal. It's amazing. If this works the way it did in China, we'll pay more than we did in China, but it's worth the dollars if it's at half the price. Yeah. We paid, I, I seem to remember, we paid $20 a, a, a dress shirt. shirt. And you're saying this app was- 40 bucks. 40 bucks, so Average, Depending on the material and the pattern you decide to pay. Now our custom suits were about $100. Yeah. Right? Yes. So and that includes the pants and, and the jacket, mm -hmm. right? So like Oscar and I, I, I bought two suits and five shirts for $300. Yeah. That's amazing. Yes. And it everything was tailored. You're saying this app, I could probably get all that for $600? That's, if we're doing the math correct, yes. Well, that's interesting. Right? Yeah. Or you could just buy a round trip ticket to Beijing- <laughs> And go right to the silk market. Don't even take suitcases. You buy them there, <laughs> yes. cheap ones, yeah. and you just stack up. That was our biggest mistake. We should have bought suitcases yeah, and we shipped were, them back. Do you remember, and this is the thing, the culture is all about negotiation. Yeah. And at one point, oh, and God. I don't blame Todd for this, I blame the culture. <laughs> there was a fierce negotiation. You would have thought that gold bricks were being negotiated <laughs> off an armored car. <laughs> And I finally did the math within the conversation because I had to walk away from Todd's fierce negotiation. And I figured out that he was negotiating for 50 cents off each shirt, which added up <laughs> in the long run. But I went to Todd. I said, I don't think we're that's fighting true. over 50 cents. I, I think Give was, the woman her money. I think Let's it was $5. Go. Still like $5. $5. Yeah, but do you want to pay 25 for 10 shirts or 20 for 10 shirts? At that point in that market, I would have I would have paid the difference <laughs> to get out of there. It was a keyhole of well, yelling you know, and, and, it, and posturing and walking yes, away and walking yes. back. Uh, looking back... <laughs> I knew that it was, you know, just a few dollars. You almost but got you a don't. Remember, you, you got don't. a migraine. You got, you were like, you were, oh, oh we, we both did. Yeah, the like, sales lady was the like, day I, is over. you take this price. And I'm like, I'm just tired of arguing. <laughs> Can we just meet in the middle? Like after an hour, we're both sweating. But we got the best price. And when we go we back there. We'll have that price. We, we know what price you can I've get. I've actually, and, and this is, uh, I'm not proud of this. But I actually was thinking if we go to the Hong Kong, if they do that next year, mm -hmm. something, it's something I would like to do. But I would like to stop for one day or two days in Beijing to get that all done again. Oh, yeah. I would do that right? 100%.
Because it's worth going through custom, but you Look, you get an entire wardrobe this time. Every, everyone that's listening, looking to plan a vacation, go to China, go to Beijing, and hit go, the Silk Market. Hit the third Silk floor, Market, baby, third floor. You know, while you're there, check out the Great Wall. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. We did that. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, the Summer Palace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would, I, I would, I, you know, I would take the Jade Market. If Shannon wanted to come, I'd say, "Hey, babe, you check out that Great Wall. I've seen it. Yeah, I take some pics <laughs> with your girlfriend. Maybe, maybe one of your friends will come along. They go do that. Yeah, we get our clothes done, and then we just hang out in the bar until they're done. Yeah, don't stay there too long. Just a couple days. Couple, no, more, not more than a couple days. Well, you have to put your order in, and you get it the next day. Get off the plane before you check into your hotel. Yeah, go to the Silk straight, Market. <laughs> just go straight to the <laughs> Silk Market. Get your orders in. And tell them you're not going to pay more than $100 a suit yeah. and $20 a shirt. Yeah, and bring enough to buy 10 suits. And one thing I learned is you got to show them the back of your head. Yeah, That's yeah, the only yeah, way yeah. you're going to get a deal. Yeah, yeah. You say, I want this, and then you walk away. Yeah, yeah. And then they chase you down, <laughs> and they go, okay, I'll give it to you. And you're like, all right. I have nightmares of that negotiation. I remember I was like, it's $5.50 yeah, a shirt. You remember when we didn't negotiate and we bought some sunglasses? Oh, we got boned. And they're, they're like, yeah, they're the real things. These yeah. are really Oakleys. And I'm yeah. like, no, they're Jokeleys. They are not the yeah. real thing. And, you know, they'll, they'll end up trying to make you pay that full price. And you you seriously have to walk down from like $1,000 to like 20 bucks. Let's so figure weird. out if we can do the Hong Kong next year. That'd be yeah. nice to go back and do that. Yeah, I that think, was a lot of fun. I think Modev's doing some more stuff over there. Yeah, so be nice. Be um, okay, so that's M. Taylor. Check it out. That is my. We had a week. listener meetup in China. Yes, remember we had one yeah, listener. One guy. Where was he? And Where he was, were we at? We were in Hong Kong. No, was it? Yes. Oh, that was Hong Kong. Because I did the presentation. I said, oh, he I, drove from China to yeah, Hong Kong. And I, and I said, I'm meeting this guy. Shenzhen. He <laughs> yes. lived in Shenzhen, right? Yeah, his, uh, his wife, was, he was uh, an English teacher, and his wife was a teacher, too. Yeah, that was really cool. Small world. Okay, what's your app of the week, oh, my friend? Oh, I have to do that now? And then that, that shtick. Are you ready for your mind to be blown? All right. Have you ever heard of Google Analytics? Of course. Right. It's a website you log <laughs> yes. into. What is it, 1991? <laughs> Thanks, so Todd. If you're, if you're a webmaster, Google you're probably analytics. used to that. But what you're not used to <laughs> is they have an app. I've never seen the app. This right. app is amazing. Now, it shows you stuff that I've never even seen on their uh, through the website. Do you know Look what a this. bounce back rate is? A bounce rate yes. is? Yes. I got a, a heads up for Big O and Dukes, and our bounce rate is 1%. Okay. And then my web guy said, do you know what 1% is? I said, no. He goes, that's unheard of. Yeah. And I said, what is a bounce rate? <laughs> and then he, went, he didn't write me back. It was just radio silence. No, because people going to the website probably stay there for an hour. Is that what it is? Yeah. It's like a bounce. I think a bounce is like you go there and you just you just bounce away immediately. You're like, I didn't want to go there. Wow. But when you have people that visit and stay for a while. 1%. That's good. We really need to optimize that website. Yeah. People just are chilling there, pressing play. They're just hanging out. It's, like a, it's a hangout. You know? Entertain me. That's it. So check this view out. Uh, I have on my I have the uh, analytics app, and I pulled up uh, compulsive. So this is this for is for like everyone. So this is a view that shows you every day of the week, and then it's a grid of every day of the week, and then the hour of that day, and it's a heat map that shows oh, when cool, people. Cool play can uh, i see that oh yeah shoot i just clicked away hang on no problem pull her, all right, look at this okay. this is going to blow your mind that's compulsive oh snap right 
Wow, that is so cool. So describe what you're seeing there. All right, and this is the first time I've seen this, so um, I'll give I'll give this app two thumbs up. I get to see the rate of people using Compulsive when they play the most mm-hmm. uh, time. This is a 24-hour clock. So will you see the darker areas? Yeah, the darker areas would mean yeah, they're playing the so, most. You know what's interesting? Yeah, when are people playing the game the most? So they're playing the most at 8, 9, and 10 p.m. before they go to bed. Yeah. So they're hanging out watching primetime television playing Compulsive. <laughs> And you can actually dig in if you'd like as well. Wow. And you know what's neat? This is, is impressive. So I, I learned that people also play uh, on Wednesdays from like one to four. And I'm like, why is that? Why would people want to do that? From, day. And it's just like, yeah, they're like, oh, I hate work. I hate my life. And I'm going to play some games. That data is, pr- that is priceless data. Oh, yeah, because like I finished my TPS report that was due Monday today. Uh, I'm done. Maybe that if you could if you could take all your puzzle games, Todd, mm-hmm. or maybe how about this? They're in the middle of a project and they need a mental break because they got to ramp themselves up for the rest of the week. Mm-hmm. That could be it as well. I'll walk away from a project now for an hour simply because I know that I'm not going to get any further in the in the mindset I am at that time. Not because I'm lazy. I want to finish it. Don't get me wrong. Right. But I have to go do something else mm-hmm. and come back to it. Because that's when I'll do I'll do my best work. Yeah, you need a break. Yeah, you know what's interesting is I, when I was uh, being interviewed for the LA Times thing, I made a comment and I was just kind of making this up, but yeah. I, I said, you know, we do video games like Compulsive, and that's what the article was about. But I also have white noise, and so my goal is I want people using my apps twenty four hours a day. So you got the white noise at night, and ah. when you wake up, they got Compulsive throughout the day. I didn't know if that was really true, but now when I'm looking at this app, I'm seeing on Compulsive. Most people play it from 10 a.m. to midnight, 12 a.m. Yeah, yeah. My, my slogan's always been relax during the day, sleep great at night. Mm-hmm. Well, mo- pretty much everybody just uses it at night, and it was from like 10 to 8 a.m. Pretty cool. So when I looked at they were complete opposite graphs, right? Yes. And it's it's so true. So I, Your team my white noise is being used. Throughout the day. Yeah, so all my apps are being used. That's 24 awesome. hours a day, people are in my apps using them. And that's It's important to really look at those cool. analytics. Uh, Todd actually taught me that uh, years ago. Um, if, you, if you're not a numbers guy, hire a numbers guy. If, you don't want, if you're a one-stop shop and you're just a one-man, learn to love those numbers. Because those numbers, just like any other business, could help you decide how to make the next right decision. Or yeah. take the next step or how to apply that data to what you're currently doing. And I don't think a lot of people, that's the worst thing. And you know, creative guys like myself, and I can't speak for the rest of the crew, but that's the worst part of any day. But I have had to force myself, and I thank you, Todd, for opening my eyes to it, to start looking at that at, at a daily basis. Mm-hmm. And using that not to guide what the ne- our next creative venture is going to be or how the shows are going to go, but to really make sure that we're servicing our customers, which is the listener. Mm-hmm. The right way. And I've just started doing that this year for the very first time. And really, if I'm being honest, as of probably April and May, where I'm looking at those numbers of those download numbers and really realizing, well, we're doing something right, A, but if we did this, could we, could could the, the audience, could the party that we have at more broadcasting be even bigger? And could we serve our listeners, our family yeah. even better? Yeah, and you, you want to look at those trends. You want to see where people go. And you don't have to be in the app business. Even no. if you have a website, I've been using Google Analytics for years. Yes. And it's so cool to see the customer flow. It's you know, people people come in through some door and they go out another door. Yeah. And you want to see that customer flow on your website so you know what's working. Absolutely true. 
All right. Well, I think we've done uh, the Lord's work here. Yeah, it was a good show. Uh, sorry, you know, it took over a month to yeah. do this show. but Welcome I back, Todd. appreciate that. Hopefully, uh, we'll be back on track. Do you have any plugs there, Oscar? I do. At Oscar Radio, at Tech 401 Show. If you're out there and you're into this show, please share it with your friends. It's a lot of fun, and while we don't get to do as much as we'd like to, it is something that we're always going to do. I uh, listened to, a uh, listener was kind enough to tweet us, both you and I, Todd, about one of the old VJs that had had kind of the first podcast. Oh, yeah. And I read that article, and I heard the gentleman talking about it, and it's uh, one of the original VJs, and I'm sorry I don't have his name right now, but he's talking in his car about, this is even before podcasts were right. around, he was doing his own like, like data download a daily download and he's like i'm gonna do this on a regular basis and he currently does it once in a while simply because he's so busy but i never want us to be so busy that we're not gonna put this out oh that do you remember that guy's name because i think he's uh he does a show with john c dvorak now he does he does yeah i'll look it up right now it's um you do your plugs and i'll bring it up yeah okay cool. so uh my plug as you already know is compulsive 3.0 has been launched on both android and ios and uh, currently featured on iTunes, it's really um, just made my week. This is so cool to see so many new people downloading it. Um, it would really help, even if you've uh, downloaded before, to please update it and repost your five-star review and mean the world. Um, you know, what decides the rankings are not just downloads anymore. It's, it's about... You know, do people like your app? Are they having a, a good time playing it? And uh, every little bit helps. Uh, so please check out Compulsive 3. I, I think you'll like it. It's got some new power-ups uh, that are a lot of fun to play. Um, and it's my first kind of venture into what it's like to, to have a virtual store within an app. So in many ways, Compulsive has been my, my experiment to... Uh, to try out all these different fun things that other games and apps are doing. So. Is it Adam Curry? It is Adam Curry. No agenda. That's the show. John C. Dvorak uh, is his co-host. And uh, yeah, he was like one of the first guys to record an audio file and post it to the internet. It was his source code, the daily source code. And his daily source code, you know where he originally promoted it? Where? In Second Life. Really? That's so interesting. That's where he promoted it? Yeah, that's where you initially would get it, is his little source code in Second Life. That's strange. I think that that's brilliant. Yeah. In his own way. He's like a, uh, a content. Well, it's funny. That's how like Leo Laporte made the same kind of discovery where he did a show and, you know, he's an old radio guy. Yeah, 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 and yeah. he's like, hey, I'm going to post it up there on the Internet. And if you want to download it, you can download Check it, it out, MP3 yeah. file, whatever. And he put it up and it got a massive amount of downloads. And that was like his aha moment. He's like, wait a minute. Maybe there's something to we this. do this. And then podcasting was born. Mm, interesting. All right. Uh, we will be back next week uh, if all goes well. And uh, we thank you for your time. That's it for our show. I hope you enjoyed it. And we'll see you next time. Ciao, ciao. This is the sound. This is Tech 411. The preceding program was brought to you by More Broadcasting. For more information, visit us at morebroadcasting.com.